1: I could stay here forever.
2: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
1: Hey, folks, on my Wednesday show, I interviewed the great Sarah Kenzior from the Gaslit Nation podcast, and she was merciless about Robert Mueller not asserting himself more during this national emergency. Listen for Sarah's explanation on the show. Plus, her early analysis of the bar hearing on our Patreon page. It's a free presentation for our listeners. So run, don't walk to our Patreon page at BobSeskaShow.com to join our growing community of listeners and to support this completely independent podcast by subscribing to our bonus content, including the outrageous Friday After Party and so much more. That's BobSeskaShow.com or click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
3: Broadcasting from resistance headquarters,
4: relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by
1: BubbleGenius.com. What's first, Matt? Some old favorites making a return appearance. Do I get a hint? Well, let me see. The squad car that took him to the police station was destroyed by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> hello? <laughs>
4: it's us. <laughs>
1: and June Wheeler, you Yugoslavian recidivist knuckleheads (laughs) here. What the heck brings you by? They were picked up on a 509B violation, sir. 509? Uh Uh-huh. B? Yeah. I don't believe I'm familiar with that one.
4: Uh, Well, sir, it's not used in Manhattan very much. It involves the
1: illegal detonation of poultry. (laughs)
4: But I didn't think the chickens were among our more widely used explosives.
5: <laughs> Sir, the Wheelers were merely trying their hand at egg farming. They ran into a bit of difficulty with a propane-powered incubator. It seems as though Darla and
1: Alfalfa here uh, <laughs> got an incubator with a faulty shut-off valve.
3: It was a nightmare.
1: <laughs> the god-awful smell of meringue, blood-curdling peeping. <laughs> Eat shit, Bob. the Bob Seska Show. Oh, that was rude. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 30, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Hi there, my name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. It is the Trump crisis day, 833, uh, 551 days into the 2020 presidential election, and got to get rid of this music so we can do this. Gosh Ninja! <laughs> there they are. Jody Hamilton from the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and the From the Bunker Podcast. David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report Podcast. Patreon.com Hello. slash the T-Rex Report. Uh, welcome to the show today, both of you.
3: <clears throat> thank you, thank you. Okay. Thank
1: you, thank you. Okay, okay. hi, hi. Uh, lots of uh, stuff to talk about today. First of all, I, I just want to make uh, abundantly clear this particular fact: Trump
3: is a fucking idiot.
1: Yes, he <laughs> is.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point of clarification. Yeah. Is Tom Bosley still alive? Tom no. Bosley is not still alive. Yeah, I
5: oh, think man. he passed away. He could aware. really
3: play uh, William. Uh, what's his face? Or
5: Bill Bruno. Bar? He's yeah. He's ugly. Tom Bosley.
3: Hello, I'm Tom Bosley. Yeah, that Aww. was uh, Aww. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, gigantic uh, uh, bucket of show here today to, to talk about. Um, first of all, Bill Barr is indeed a chicken. He didn't show up for the House Judiciary hearing today. Uh, yeah, big, big fat chicken. Cock. Our- cock!
4: That's a gay
3: chicken because all I can talk about is cock. cock! Yeah!
1: cock!
4: Yeah, See? you're right.
3: Uh, you know, you're exactly
1: right. That never, never quite occurred to me. I was just thinking more along this. Trump
2: is a
5: fucking
3: idiot. That's a gay chicken. That's perfect. That, that,
1: that's the gay chicken.
3: Touche, Seska. Touche. <laughs> Thank you well very played. much.
1: Yes, I know. Uh, what can I say? Lots of material <laughs> to work with. Lots of comedy material from yesterday. My God. But you know what? The bottom line here is that it was uh, immensely frustrating watching Bill Barr and his testimony yesterday because it was all the same shit that we've been seeing from Bill Barr from the beginning. This this Dick Cheney idea. Uh, remember the movie Vice where they talk about how Dick Cheney could sell the craziest idea because he was speaking in this calm, gathered tone of voice. And, you know, with, with Bill Barr, it's more like straight-up vocal fry. I mean, Bill mm-hmm. Barr, 68 years old, talks
3: like a millennial. Has the- He's actually been in a medically-induced coma since 1998, so would be nice. He's disabled.
1: He's just always going... I haven't quite looked at the report I don't yet. Know. I I don't intend to speak in full sentences to you because <laughs> I have no respect and I really don't even want to be here today.
5: Oh yeah, he's doing the job that he was hired to do.
1: He is, and that's exactly why he was he was hired to do everything that we've been observing. I wouldn't be surprised if it was all planned, if it was all yeah. something that's all part of the strategy. Okay, you know what? We're just going to stonewall. We're not going to answer any questions.
3: It's just basically like <laughs> sitting in your high chair and holding your breath until you turn blue.
1: Well, it kind of mm-hmm. is, because it, there's a, a dual purpose, I think, of, of what they're doing here, which is to not only flummox the investigation at the congressional level, but to also just have a fight. I mean, what they want here is a, an all-out fight. And I think Mm -hmm. some of the evidence of that is underscored by the fact that they're not going after Letitia James, the New York attorney general, who's going after all of Trump's financial records, just like the uh, the House committees. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not even bothering with her. What they're doing is they're going after the high profile people. They're counterattacking the the Democratic members of the House. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's
3: telegraphing to his base. He's tough, and they'll hang with him as long as he. Is. Right, saying, right. What are we talking about? Well, they just
1: they want the they want the fight, and that's what they're getting out of this too. I mean, meanwhile, the Justice Department is not going to comply with a subpoena to turn over the full Mueller report to Congress, so that's Mueller, not happening either. You brought her! sorry. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, talk about Mueller here for a second. I've been uh, kind of merciless uh, on uh, Robert Mueller <laughs> these past few days.
5: Yeah, no kidding. And
1: uh, yeah, and then Sarah Kenzior felt basically the same way uh, we talked uh, yesterday in the interview show and we, we kind of agreed that Robert Mueller's got to be more assertive out of this and what I mean is and and I'm going to speak for myself uh, here I don't know necessarily you're gonna to have to listen to the interview show to get Sarah's uh, impressions of these things but I mean it seems to me as if he needs to assert himself and he should have started doing that the second that bar memo came out as soon as he noticed that this was a cover-up, that this was just a political spin in the name of the President of the United States, that Mueller's two-year investigation, all of the exhaustive work that they did, was being twisted to work to the advantage of Donald Trump. And at that point, Robert Mueller should have said, all right, fine, I'm resigning from the Justice Department, effective immediately, and then I'm going to go up to the nearest microphone and I'm going to hold a press conference where I, in a very even-keeled way, say what I need to say about this, because we are in a national emergency with this president.
3: This and is the thing about Robert Mueller, though. He plays by the rules. Everyone has yes. always said that about him. He's by the book. Yeah, well, so The Justice Department rules say you don't speak out of school.
1: Well, you know, that may be the case, but we're not in normal times this right This is now. the
3: problem with the Democrats and the, you know, people like Mueller, that they play by the rules, and yeah. they're expecting the other side to, can, to play by the rules, too. right.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a gigantic problem. This is a gigantic problem. I mean, these are abnormal times. You don't want to act abnormally, but what you need to do is you need to step up the level of urgency, the level of ferocity. Mm -hmm. And, you know... You've heard
3: me talk about that in terms of impeachment.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, either, either hold a press conference, Robert Mueller, or... Uh, uh, write an op-ed and have it published in the Washington Post, and the New York Times, or better yet, the Wall Street Journal. Have it published on the op-ed page of the Wall Street Journal if they accept it. And I doubt they would, but nevertheless, write one up, get one published, get the explicit word out. What is Robert Mueller and his investigation? What are they thinking about
3: right now? What are they? Well, has he ever done that about anything? Has Robert Mueller ever penned an op-ed for anyone ever?
1: Yeah, but that's true. But these, yeah, because
3: I feel like there's a there's a there's a line. With some of these, like Justice Department and old school kind of intelligence people, where they, you know, the media is the last place you go to try to get an accurate story out. Yeah. Well, we
1: are absolutely in a constitutional crisis right now. and if
3: I hear you, and I believe you, and, and I it, completely agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and in a sense, so am I, because I realize that Robert Mueller's not going to do any of these things. I mean, what, what Robert Mueller's going to listen to me on my podcast and go, hey, you know what, that Bob guy, he's got a lot of, a lot of good points. Bob? Bob? Bob's got... Bob? <laughs> yeah, got to listen to Bob. <laughs> Bob? What Bob? And, and people around Robert Mueller are going, go, who's Bob? Are you, You're Bob, aren't you? And Robert Mueller goes, Bob? <laughs> I'm not Bob. I'm talking about the other Bob. This guy. Bob. And so, Bob.
3: yeah. We should all just sit here and do that for a second like tree Bob. frogs. Bob. Bob. Bob.
1: Bob. Bob. Oh, Bob. Now everyone's, <laughs> see now the last bit of sound that you heard was everyone turning off the show in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> just diving for their podcast players. I said, that is annoying. <laughs> so, but I mean, you can hear more. Uh, Sarah and I talked about this extensively on the interview show yesterday. So you can hear a bit uh, more about uh, Robert Mueller over there in terms of our uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not I'm not anti Mueller by any stretch of the imagination. I just think, you know, we're all watching this happen and. You know, it's time to lean on the goddamn panic button here because yeah. uh, they are not allowing anyone to to go before Congress. They are not allowing any documents to go before. They are continuing this ongoing obstruction of justice at Trump's order, and it has to end. Not only I, beca- I, not only because I of all of these things, but but also because of all of the myriad other reasons why Trump is uh, abusing his power and so on.
5: Well, I don't think they can prevent Mueller from testifying.
1: He's a private citizen. Well, I think from what well, I heard Well, he's still it, an employee of the DOJ though. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard I think it was on Rachel so? that they, they their people called Stop. and confirmed that he's still an employee of <laughs> DOJ. So. Yeah, I it's mean, it's just
3: one of those things. I feel like you do not end up in the media if you want to be considered a a player like with who can carry intelligence and who is yeah. can keep secrets you don't show up in the media ever like your name is you know but yeah well
5: maybe- the question that, that that a lot of people and you know all these people are saying what what about the letter before the one we saw the one that, that Mueller sent mm-hmm. on the 25th mm-hmm. yeah that hasn't been let out yet what did he right there yeah to make him then follow up again
1: after that right right well i'd love to see that one too but i mean yeah. what i'd really love to see is okay. is muller stepping up before the american people and saying a word or two he can be as measured as he wants but he has to be clear about what is going on here because here's part of the problem this is the thing that's kind of sticking in my head that i can't quite shake i can't quite explain this away so The letter that Robert Mueller or the I believe it's the second letter that Robert Mueller wrote to Bill Barr, he said the summary letter the department sent to Congress and released to the public late in the afternoon of March 24 did not fully capture the context, nature and substance of this office's work and conclusions. Um, so there's that, and that seems like, oh, shit, that's great. I'm glad that he did that. And then I read this part of the Washington Post's reporting about this letter that says when Barr pressed Mueller on whether he thought Barr's memo to Congress was inaccurate, Mueller said he did not, but felt that the media coverage of it was misrepresenting the investigation.
5: That's not what the letter reads. Well, mm-hmm. that's
1: but that that's what the Washington Post article said, and I, I don't know. I gotta... Well,
5: there that's that's what Bill Barr said, I believe, yesterday. In, well, yeah, that's testimony.
1: Yeah, and that's what Bill Barr was kind of referencing. He was referencing that particular sentence from the Washington Post's reporting where it said that, uh, you know, Robert Mueller... It's see, this is the kind of thing that Robert Mueller could help the American people learn from by coming out and saying, yes, I thought William Barr was wrong. I thought mm-hmm. he inaccurately portrayed this information. If that's the message that Robert Mueller wants to get out there, ostensibly through leaking his own letter, which is most likely what happened. Um, He needs to be explicit about this. Now, we are deep into a world of shit with our government at this point with our democracy, where it's literally teetering on the brink. And Robert Mueller is still playing as if he's just investigating George H.W. Bush or some other normal one term president. You know, and and it's not. This is a, a major, major crisis. Not only in terms of the Russian attack, which the commander in chief is doing nothing about and refuses right. to acknowledge, and and, in, and only is appeasing Vladimir Putin in the process of doing all of this, but that he's also uh, obstructing this investigation, uh, twisting Robert Mueller's findings to his own to suit his own political ends. All of the usual shit, basically uh, inciting a constitutional crisis because he's trying to protect his own ass. And this is all clear to all of us we all know that this is happening but what we need is the the good guys in the government to come out and say yes we see this too no you're not crazy and yes we're going to do what we can to get it to stop Mm -hmm. seems to me as if that's the uh that's the correct approach so regarding going back to what uh uh william barr said before congress yesterday and and how he perjured himself uh in his original testimony uh specifically with uh, questioning from Chris Van Holland um reports have emerged recently general that ugh, by the way stop calling him general bar what I the f- mm. when did that start where we're calling the attorney general general bar
3: and this is chris i think Van- it started with jeff sessions honestly when they were trying to defend him in one of their Dog and pony show hearings where he was, you know. Yeah. I, well, I did. I don't recall if <laughs> I met with the Russian ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that little, little. Anyway, go on. Well, as you were.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, Chris Van Hollen referred to him as general, but nevertheless, uh, members of the special counsel's team are frustrated at some level with the limited information included in your March 24 letter. Do you know what they are referencing with that? And Barr responded, No, I don't which of course, a lie. And there was another one along those lines. And remember, he was sworn in. He was under oath. So thank God Nancy Pelosi has stepped up at this mm-hmm. point to g- call this what it is. Call this a crime. And here's Nancy right. Pelosi uh, earlier today.
2: Did the attorney general commit a crime? He lied to Congress. He lied to Congress. If, and if anybody else did that, it would be considered a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody is above the law, not the president of the United States and not the attorney general. Being the attorney general does not give you uh, a bath to go say whatever you want. And nope. it is the fact because you are the attorney general. Should it just isn't true. Should he go to jail for it? There's a process involved here, and as I said, mm. I'll say it again, and how many questions you may have, the committee will act upon um, the, how we will proceed. Yeah. yeah,
1: there you go. Thank God there's at least that. Like, they're really, mm-hmm. they're putting on their helmets, they're putting, <laughs> they're loading up with their, uh dragon glass and they're getting ready to fight these guys and i'm at least glad to see that now what they need to do is confirm a date for robert Mueller to show up in the uh where is he going to show up the house judiciary committee and that's yeah. going to be, that would be uh, cool yeah, that's going to be a major guy. they've already said that he's agreed to do it they just need to set yeah, a he's date.
5: agreed, isn't it like the, i thought it was going to be like at the end of this month like on the in the twenties. Yeah, I
1: mean they were saying yesterday sometime in May. I think that's yeah. encouraging. That's only uh I mean we've got what four weeks we just started May. So
5: my, my question is is when you call a Robert Muller or a Don McGann or somebody that has obviously already testified or been working
1: on this for two years, yeah. um
5: why do they need more than a day to prep?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I just it's I seems mean maybe like- the
5: maybe the committee's Members might need the time to prep, but again, shouldn't they already be prepping for this?
1: Yeah, they should, and maybe it has. So many of them
3: are running for president right now.
5: (laughs) 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 We have 21 now.
1: Yeah. Well, what we found out from Lindsey Graham is not all of them read the report. Right. (laughs) Yeah, shocker. Members of Congress don't read stuff. They don't read the legislation they vote on, and they certainly didn't read this report. Lindsey Graham, at the outset of yesterday's hearing, said, I didn't read the report, or at least some of (laughs) it. I didn't read some of it, but I read some of it and not all of it. Like, okay. I mean, he's got a a staff hand
5: 100 pages to us, you know, to four staff members or whatever and have them read it and do a summary for him or just read the summaries.
1: Yeah. I mean, normally that's what would happen. But anyway, so Nancy Pelosi uh, said that Barr committed a crime. She also tweeted Attorney General Barr's decision to mislead the public and his testimony to Congress was not a technicality. It was a crime. This is now Mm -hmm. in writing. So let's get into this hearing from yesterday uh, with Bill Barr. Uh first of all we you know Lindsey Graham decided to say fucking during a congressional hearing uh that was on, on live Do you have television Kamala? What do I Yes, I have Dude, Kamala.
3: Kamala. Can we just hear that please? I haven't heard it yet.
1: Okay, let's well let's uh, Trump
3: uh, is a
5: fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> God, sorry. Yes,
1: he I'm, is. I'm such a child, um, but you know what I I you know if someone curses like that, you know like Cory Booker said shithole twice in the past week on television. So it's like the the profanity thing is way out in the open. Fuck the FCC at this point. Who cares? Who cares? Remember when Janet Jackson flashed her nipple and then no one could say uh-huh. anything weird on the radio or television for a good long, long time?
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, the bush ears. Yes.
1: <laughs> But now members of Congress are going around on live television, on C-SPAN, on all the cable networks, just going, Trump
2: is a fucking idiot.
1: And that's a Republican. Well, is,
3: he was like supposedly quoting how we think about him? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Well, he was saying that, uh, oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't actually calling Trump a fucking idiot. No, it,
3: obviously. But like I was trying to figure out what context this was or who, who, who he, was, he was supposedly projecting at that point or. What spirit energy he was channeling? Yeah, well, he was
1: basically uh, channeling, you know, Trump's opposition, ch- channeling the right. resistance, and we all know this early.
3: It's early in this, early in the hearing. Yeah, this, he is early, that, yeah. this is really. This
1: is Lindsey Graham's opening statement. Was, Trump
3: is a fucking idiot, and that was yes. it. He's establishing he a pattern of like you know getting really <laughs> heated in his opening statement in an effort to grab headlines. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what we have also is Trump's reaction to Lindsey Graham calling him a fucking idiot. And it's not pretty. It's kind of, he, he kind of teared up, Donald Trump. He was really hurt by what Lindsey Graham had to say about him. Here's the uh, actual audio of Donald Trump from yesterday reacting to what he heard in the hearings. I'm a fucking
2: idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. He's
1: not happy, not a happy I'm a guy. i a fucking idiot. He's really sad.
2: Oh, fucking idiot. He is a
1: fucking idiot. Trump is a fucking, oh, idiot. fucking idiot. <laughs> idiot. fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Fucking <laughs> 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 idiot. Fucking yeah, idiot. Donald Trump. Isn't what that, a, is that? Isn't that from Boogie Nights? That's totally from Boogie Nights, yeah. Yeah. No, that was Trump. What are you talking about, Boogie Nights? <laughs> that was Donald Trump yesterday at the White House watching the hearing. <laughs> oh, fucking idiot. All right. So, um, all right. <laughs> There's also. <laughs> Uh, uh kamala harris's questioning of uh of mm. bill barr and this is a great illustration of just how utterly insufferable he is with the vocal fry and the passive aggression just being a dick like always it's the usual trumper thing as long as the it's the, the cruelty is the point the being an asshole is the point Here's uh, Kamala Harris, though, sticking it to Bill Barr in the committee hearings yesterday.
0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Attorney General Barr, has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone?
1: Hello,
4: I'm Tom Bosley. Um, uh, just, no, I, I'm just, I, I threw that in uh, uh, Yes or no?
1: All right, let's, uh, let's go back. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist doing that, right? Hello, I'm Tom Bosley. Thank you, Mr. Attorney General. Um, I
4: wouldn't. I wouldn't uh,
0: yes or no?
3: Could you repeat that
1: question? I will repeat it. Oh, he's such a dick. As the president or anyone else? He totally heard the question. He was totally he's paying saying. attention. I I don't He's I don't, stalling don't, for time. I don't know. I well. I, I mean, maybe. Consider.
5: Suggest, hint, infer, imply, <laughs> ask. Yeah. Like, she had a thesaurus ready.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: And plus, you know, Bill Barr should be like a, a late night smooth jazz DJ. <laughs> Coming up next Spyro Gyra. On the Smooth Ugh. Jazz Weekend, WJAZ, <laughs> I'm Bill Barr. Hello. As sense, I'm
3: totally... Spirogyra really sounds like a disease.
1: <laughs> it does. I don't know where I came it up does. with that.
3: Drug-resistant <laughs> spirogyra. Yeah, it's, it's
1: the only jazz fusion band I could think of
3: under, under pressure. Uh, Wayne,
5: <laughs> Wayne Johnson Trio, baby, the Wayne Johnson Trio. I just highly recommend them.
3: Oh this my sounds god! sounds like a Mr. Show sketch, the Wayne Johnson trio. You oh know? no, they're amazing.
5: They're it's a it's a guitar thing, and they're amazing.
3: We've
1: okay. got a twofer block of Chick Corea coming up next <laughs> on the Smooth Jazz Weekend. I'm Bill Barr.
3: So let's hear Kamala. Okay. Have the White House
0: ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no, please, sir.
3: Um, the president or anybody else? Oh.
0: Huh seems you'd remember something like that and be able to tell us.
3: <laughs> yeah, but
4: I'm, I'm trying to b- grapple with the word suggest. I mean, uh, um. there have been discussions of, of matters out there that uh, they have not asked me to open an investigation. Uh,
1: here's a good representation of, of William Barr's answering style. Bill Barr's answering style, isn't
4: You you do... You could do you, so... You want, you want him. <laughs>
1: That's uh, another, another example of William Barr's insufferable,
3: insufferable answer style. He's so lawyering it, and it's just is, still, like, is, oh,
1: Semantics, semantics, next, semantics. Right, next it's going to be like, well, I'm not sure what your definition of suggest is. Perhaps they've suggested.
4: I don't know. I wouldn't say suggest. Hinted? I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Inferred? God. You don't know. Okay. Um, In your March 24th summary, you wrote that, quote, after reviewing the special counsel's final report... I will
4: say that no one... Sir, I'm
0: I'm asking a question. In your March 24th summary, you wrote that, quote, after reviewing the special counsel's final report, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Now, the special counsel's investigation produced a great deal of evidence. Um, I'm led to believe it included witnesses' notes and emails, witnesses' congressional testimony, witnesses' interviews, um, which were summarized in the FBI 302 forms, former FBI Director Comey's memos, and the president's public statements. My question is, in reaching your conclusion, did you personally review all of the underlying evidence?
4: Uh, No, we took... And accept. did, 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 we
3: accepted. Did the Mr. Rosenstein? Statement. No. We accepted the statements in the report as the factual record. We did not go underneath it to see whether or not they were accurate. We accepted it as accurate and made our. So made you our, accepted
0: it, it, the report as the evidence? Yes. You did not question or look at the underlying evidence that supports the conclusions in the report? No.
1: No. No.
0: Did uh, Mr. Rosenstein?
1: Re- Oh, then then he went on to say. You
4: w- you could you do you w- you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want. To. <laughs>
1: Sorry, well that was uh, a little taste of uh, Kamala Harris uh, questioning, interrogating Bill Barr yesterday. It was, it was perfect. I mean, that's exactly she kind where.
3: Of started to remind me of my mom a little bit, though. Oh really? Well, How's gets, that? Like, throwing out the synonyms.
1: Oh okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you.
3: Are you sure you didn't have a drink tonight? <laughs> <laughs> a beer?
5: Perhaps a little, you know. A glass of wine?
2: Are you inferring you had a
1: beer? Are you suggesting?
2: Port, perhaps?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What are you suggesting? <laughs> are you suggesting I have a beer? I don't, know. I don't know. Could you repeat that question again? I didn't Can quite you hear define that. fine drink. Can you say that into my good ear?
3: <laughs> He really is like something from Alice in Wonderland, like, like this sort of yeah. gray-faced little <laughs> man that, that's like, right. is it like sort of his whole purpose is to be like a sponge or like a you know a kind of just to just stop people at the gates by just being completely like nailing jello to a tree, he's yes, getting an answer out of this guy. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. But, and that, now he's, of, he's, of, he's of, yeah. Go
1: I mean, on. that's he's such a chicken. I mean, that's what it, this ultimately comes down to. I know it's not out of. Fear. I mean, what they're doing is they're stonewalling. But I, I just love the fact that the House Democrats aren't having any of this shit, and they're just Fuck! going, Fuck! Yeah, Fuck! Yeah, "Fuck, right." They're just. I mean, the guy, w- w- the one member of Congress brought in KFC to the hearing room, and then put the what? little porcelain. They put a porcelain chicken on the desk with the Honorable genius. William Barr uh, placard in front. <laughs> this is just fucking genius. <laughs> it was. This is the kind of shit that the Democrats need to be doing. And I'm not talking about all the time. I'm not talking about mortgaging seriousness to do stunts like this. I'm just talking about a little bit more for an age in which um, the Internet dominates everything. The age in which social media is where people get their news. Make news that way. And that's one of the reasons why I've been critical recently of, of Robert Mueller. Because he's playing in a time where I guess he's assuming that most Americans... Read shit like the Mueller report when they in fact don't. I mean, did I okay. was there? Is there a statistic? Maybe Jody, maybe you know this. Is there a number that came out recently showing that only like three percent of Democrats or three percent of Americans have read the Mueller report?
5: That sounds high to me, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't it?
1: Doesn't it? Because I would bet. Like ninety percent of active Democrats right now. I mean, I'm talking about people who are really participating in the political conversation, right. probably have not read the the Mueller report. At least Well uh, now that
5: it's available on audiobook, we can all just listen to it.
1: That's exactly right. Do we know who's who's reading it?
3: That, I Clinton. wish it were
5: Hillary Clinton. Did you hear her reading it?
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be so great. That was amazing.
5: And then I think know, it should be either Hillary or Morgan Freeman.
1: Yeah, Morgan Freeman would be okay, but wasn't he caught up in the Me Too thing?
5: He was for a minute. Oh, how yeah. about uh, Keith Morrison from Dateline? He's got a great cadence.
1: Yeah, how about him? Or how about William Barr? Like There you go. <laughs> William Barr reads well, the... Yeah. What if
5: Robert Mueller sounds like... Um,
1: the president. Like Has good. a
5: super high voice and has an awful voice, and that's why he doesn't want to talk in public. Like, yeah. he talks like this.
1: <laughs> That'd be so funny if he did, if he had a really weird <laughs> voice, if he talked like Gilbert Gottfried or something. Yes,
5: like <laughs> something like that, exactly. Bob Goldthwait when he's excited. Um yeah, that might be why he doesn't speak to people.
1: Oh yeah, can you imagine if he was all jittery like Bobcat Goldthwait yes. like in the '80s, like but '80s yes. Bobcat Goldthwait, not not modern director right. auteur Goldthwait, but right,
5: no, the, no, the guy we all know. Yeah, exactly. The, guy, the, the crazy guy. So
1: you know, like Maisie Hirono yesterday was also really good she because was he was trying to lawyer her. He was trying to be passive aggressive with her. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't intend on reading this report. And she goes, she goes, just stop it. Just stop. Stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> it was like my prank call to Larry King. Why are you doing this? Don't do this. Did you guys, did you, I, I on Tuesday's show, I played my prank call to Larry King at Duke Zebert's back in 1993. I called him while he was eating yeah. his lunch. He was eating crab cakes at Duke Zebert's restaurant in Washington, D.C. So I, I got the phone number for Duke Zebert's and I just asked for Larry King. And the stupid, stupid, stupid maitre d' put him on the phone. <laughs> And so I said, Larry, what are you enjoying for lunch? And he goes, why are you doing this? And I said, I I have cakes. uh... Why? (laughs) And then he goes, goes, don't do this. And he hung up the phone. That's kind of what Maisie Hirono said (laughs) to Bill Barr yesterday. (laughs) Why are you doing this? Don't do this. And in fact, she sounds exactly like that.
3: Yeah. yeah. There was a guy ahead of me in the line at the San Francisco airport a couple of years ago when I actually had money to travel and a job and stuff like that. And um, we walked up to the Starbucks counter at roughly the same time, and I'm behind him, and he asked for a small cappuccino with two shots. And the girl behind the counter goes, Do you mean tall? <laughs> and he says, Let's not do this.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he said, You, you could, you could, you you want, you.
2: Where did, what, that is, so that what that is, is that from? That's so funny. I,
1: I have no idea. It's just some kid, and someone posted it yesterday on Twitter. It's like here's oh. Bill Barr responding to Kamala Harris, and it was just this. You you can you do you
4: win, you want you you can do so
1: you. That would actually be Donald Trump Jr. If we ever get to see Donald Trump Jr. in a in an oh, open yeah. hearing. That would be him from top to bottom, and and I daydream about that flop sweat. The same tone of voice, the exact same voice. That might as well be Donald Trump Jr. talking right there. Well, and,
5: and but it, it, what I did like yesterday was watching Cory Booker do his darndest not to smile or laugh. Yes,
1: because he was mm. like photobombing Kamala Harris in that. Well, I mean,
5: he, it was yeah, it was just the shot. He's obviously yeah. next to her on the panel, but it was just kind of watching his mouth. He, you could see his brain going don't smile yeah don't smile by the don't way put salt in your eye don't I smile. am
1: uh, <laughs> I am developing a Cory Booker impression that I'm not ready to wheel out yet. So just just warning oh, you indeed. in advance. Okay, I'm bracing for this. Of that. Okay,
3: all right. So um, I never got a good decent Obama going. Did you?
1: Oh, yes, I did. I do have
3: a.
5: Yes, you did. Yeah, do, you have a good
3: one. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of. Do I mean, it. you know what? Whether it's good, that's a contested uh, comment because I some like people it. some people like it. Some people say it doesn't sound anything like a Barack Obama, but I mean, it's really just like look. Oh, uh, what you have to do is uh, talk to members of Congress. And it works a
4: little
1: That's kind. I didn't really have anything to say as Barack Obama right there, but you know what I mean. So uh, here's the thing. I got a shipment <laughs> of Sherry's Berries the other day. And oh, my God. So oh, my God. I cannot stop eating these strawberries covered in chocolatey goodness. Berries.com, by the way. Promo code B-O-B-C. And you know what's crazy about a box of Sherry's Berries? Is they actually have heft to them, because these berries mm. are so massive. I would estimate that Sherry's berries, these uh, strawberries, are like the size of tennis balls. But uh, obviously, strawberries are weirdly—they're not shaped round like a tennis ball, but they're <laughs> basically that size, like the size. They're huge. Of, yeah,
3: like basically, if if Don- like this is getting awfully personal about Sherry. <laughs>
1: But I, seriously, I mean, these are gigantic strawberries—the size of tennis balls—combined with a, a variety of confections, and not covered only in
3: chocolatey goodness. He said,
1: y- "Yeah, mm. covered in chocolatey goodness, it's so <laughs> delicious." And what's amazing about these things is is the the crisp uh, shell, and then you bite into them, and there's the meaty gigantic strawberry underneath and just that alone. I mean, it it tastes incredible, obviously. We're talking about Sherry's Berries here. So not only am I going with uh, proflowers.com for Mother's Day this year, but everyone on my list is getting a box of fresh and decadent Sherry's Berries. You choose your delivery date to ensure mom gets your gift of Sherry's Berries exactly when you want her to. So you can select exactly what time and day you want them to arrive and your satisfaction is always guaranteed from Sherry's Berries. Don't wait until the last minute on this one. Berries.com. Go there today to order freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 for all the moms in your life. And to make mom really happy, you can double the berries for just $10 more. That's two gigantic boxes of gigantic berries bigger than your head for just 29.99 <laughs> but but only if you use our promo code B O B C. Mother's Day is Sunday May 12, so visit berries.com that's B E R R I E S.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code, B-O-B-C. That's all you gotta do. It's just as easy as that. That's berries.com. Click the microphone. Use the promo code B-O-B-C. Thank you so much for supporting uh, uh, Sherry's Berries and this show. show. This is uh, Tim King, Shutting the Doors of Opportunity. And this is from his All the Live Long Night album. It's, it's actually Tim King and uh, Axolotl Daydream. That's the name of the uh, big group. I our time uh, pronouncing that. I try to figure out what A-X-O-L-O-T-L actually sounds like. I don't know what that... Is any, either of you know what that would be? I'm saying Axol, Axolotl. It's Tim King and Axolotl Daydream, and Axolotl is A-X-O-L-O-T-L. I think you're right. Yeah. It's got yeah. be, to be that. Uh, again, Tim King, Axolotl Daydream, shutting the doors of opportunity from the All the Long Night album. Yeah, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit. We're playing indie music here on the show, and uh, we just did another indie music countdown on Sunday. If you want to subscribe to the show and listen to that, you can subscribe for free on iTunes or at sexyliberal.com. Thank you. Okay, so uh, getting down to it here a little bit more today. Um, going back to the uh, the bar hearing the bar testimony. Why the hell do you think uh, Bill Barr decided that he wasn't gonna talk about Oleg Garipaska?
5: That is weird, because, I mean, he's a public figure, and we all know who he is, and I, that is the strangest thing. What is what is
3: redacted? He probably didn't want to reveal information about an, an investigation that the department's currently pursuing.
1: Yeah. Then do it behind closed doors. Well, we're t- already talking about a report that's been released to the public. So and all right, the information Oleg
3: Deripaska could be involved in a whole separate set of uh, cases right now with the federal district of New York and in Washington. I mean, didn't, or what's going on with Kentucky? Didn't he like try to buy a bunch of land there? He did. Yeah. But I mean, the
1: the question was specifically about Oleg Dara in the context of, of his relationship with Paul Manafort. Uh, mm-hmm. That was all laid out in the, uh, in the Mueller report. And that was the, that was the entire context of the question for, William Barr, it wasn't like, oh, is there anything else happening with Oleg Deripaska that we should know about? And then, of course, William Barr has to go, well, no. No. (laughs) I'm kind of resentful that you asked me that. Um, But instead instead of doing, he just refused to answer, refused to elaborate on Oleg Deripaska. And again, just a gigantic red flag for those of us who are thinking that in some way, these guys are compromised. Um, and that's what's.
3: Bum, 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 well, like, come on, it's important. Yeah, <laughs> thank you.
1: I mean, I think it's a fair assumption <sighs> to make given their odd behavior. Why so many, uh, and especially lifelong government uh, bureaucrats and government public servants and so on are bending over backwards to defend this maniac in the White House. And I'm not exactly sure why this is. I'm still trying to get to the bottom of what is the drive? Is it cultural? Is it something like, oh, well, whoever's going to get judges uh, appointed, judges that we want to save the fetuses, is it that? Or I, I don't know. It seems like there would be a drive for the serious people on the Republican side, much like the never Trumpers to completely cut bait with this guy, especially knowing that as soon as they say one thing or look at, you know, give Trump the side eye in some way that he's going to take to Twitter and just destroy them. It seems to me as if people on that side barely take Trump's Twitter feeds seriously, so why would they be afraid of that? I I don't know. I don't know any of these. Maybe either. you guys have some ideas, but I
3: mean, well, I think besides Trump himself, is there is the whole Fox News machine, which is you know Trump's you know propaganda wing now. Yeah. So it's not just him getting mad at them on Twitter because they could now you know fire up Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh and the whole you know and just. Yeah and and you know within 24 hours you've gone from being a republican darling to getting death threats from people on 8chan so it's
4: Yeah it's not just
3: Trump that they're yeah. I mean that they're afraid to stand up to I think it's the whole hate machine
1: but I mean to for well, there for, are. For, for William Barr to say nothing about Oleg Deripaska to not yeah, even go weird. well you know the report detailed some contacts between Paul Manafort and Dara Pasca threw a go-between in Kiev named Konstantin right. Kalimnik and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he could have just uh, kind of summarized it a Cliff Notes version of that section of the Mueller report. But he didn't but even- that do would th- mean
5: that he agrees that Russia had contact and potential cooperation with the campaign. Yeah. And he thinks that that didn't happen.
1: Right. Right, so maybe that's it—that uh, he doesn't want to really publicly underscore the mm-hmm. fact that all of these contacts took place, uh, because mm-hmm. what that does is that because I mean I imagine a lot of people who are uh, completely indoctrinated into the Trump cult just are going la 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 la, not listening, uh-huh. not listening to the entire Russia attack and the entire series of connections between the Trump campaign and uh, and Russia. So maybe that, I mean, it it could be a combination of those things. It just seems like, I mean, again, like these people are just raving, raving chickens and they just don't, they're they're afraid of, (laughs) they're just, they're afraid of Russians. They're afraid of Trump. They're afraid of Trump's Twitter feed. They're afraid, they're afraid of the red hats and so on. It just seems like, uh, at some point they got to step up and go someone. I mean, just one person, this is probably not ever going to be William Barr, but someone along these lines, maybe Sean Spicer or one of these guys who's been uh, ejected uh, summarily out of the Trump administration, John Kelly, for example, to step up and say, here's what's going on. Here's why all of these people are defending this maniac in the White House. Here's, I mean, someone's got to come out with it. Someone's got to spill the beans and step up and defend, if only to defend their own reputations against being tarnished by this weird fealty to Donald Trump that I just, I simply don't understand. Meanwhile, um, Barr seemed to imply that he might have ordered Robert Mueller to quickly wrap up his investigation Mm -hmm. because Mueller wasn't able to prosecute Trump for anything. So Mm -hmm. knowing this, knowing Mm -hmm. that, you know, Barr knowing that Mueller was uh, handcuffed when it came to actually prosecuting Trump, that made it seem as if, and, and this is kind of what he was explaining in the hearing yesterday, uh, uh, Bill Barr, that uh, because he didn't see any crime to be prosecuted here, that there was no point for the investigation to continue. So mm. this again goes back to the whole idea of a backdoor firing of Robert Mueller. Robert yeah. Mueller getting fired, but but not really fired. Right? And so that's one indication. In fact, Rachel's team, Rachel Maddow's team is apparently investigating. Good. What went on between Bill Barr and Robert Mueller behind the scenes, and was Robert Mueller mm-hmm. ever? And again, this is something that's desperately, that desperately, desperately, desperately needs to come out in hearings. If Robert Mueller was asked by William Barr to wrap up his investigation, if if William Barr walked into Robert Mueller's office and uh, and then first announced himself, like, "Hello, I'm Tom Bosley," and then said, <laughs> "Time to wrap up, Mr. Mueller," and then. Robert Mueller goes, oh, uh, I get it. We saw this coming as soon as ah, as soon as you were confirmed stupidly, including three Democratic votes in the Senate, by the way. um, I guess we saw this coming. Um, But but, but see, to me, as if that happened, that's another thing for Robert Mueller to come out and say, um, all right, I'm holding a press conference. It's going to be on the steps of the DOJ building and. Come one, come all, because I have some things to say about Bill Barr. I mean, obviously, he's not going to present it like that, because I'm right. just an idiot right. DJ. But, I mean, he's like, you know, he would couch it in some sort of official terms. and and But I think this is something that we need to know. We need to know if Robert Mueller was handcuffed by William Barr, who then proceeded to cover up this... Report and cover I mean they're obviously uh, I know Jackie Schechner was talking about on the Stephanie Miller show this morning about how the redactions are probably redactions that are damaged or right. some of the redactions are redactions that are damaging to Donald Trump that mm-hmm. uh, William Barr was able to work in there too. Well, um, did you
5: hear, I think it was Cynthia Oxney said on Stephanie's show yesterday that she thinks some of the redactions include the fact that, now obviously she's positing, that there's a possibility that Junior and uh, Trump Sr. pled the fifth, which is why he didn't subpoena them, because if the prosecutor feels that subpoenaing you would put you, you, you would then plead the fifth because it yeah. would incriminate you, they won't go after you then. if they believe, If you're a target of something, once you say I'm pleading the fifth, they're not going to subpoena you because you can plead the fifth.
1: Right. Hmm.
5: right so a- that's what that's what she thinks is that Junior and Senior both said, look, their lawyers came back to Mueller and said, look, if you put him on the stand, they're just going to plead the fifth, so it's a waste of your time.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to know and these are things that the American people need to know about and by, the, Amer- by the American people, I mean me. I mean, these are things I mean, that I want to know. Just the
5: three right. of us. Just yes. the three of us.
1: Why doesn't Robert Mueller satisfy my curiosity, god damn it? God damn you. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> so please, step up and say something. If this is the case, if, if they are continuing to pull this ridiculous obstruction. You know, the question I continuously have, here's a question I would ask Robert Mueller. What about the tweets? What about uh-huh. the thousands of tweets that Donald Trump issued to undermine the integrity of the Mueller mm-hmm. investigation, to undermine mm-hmm. the integrity of the special counsel? Is there a law that says that you cannot interfere with, publicly an investigation to undermine the integrity of the investigators
5: probably only if there's a gag order issued by a judge
1: yeah yeah maybe that's true and uh, but again why wasn't there a gag order you know what i mean because donald Mm -hmm. trump i mean here's the thing in this letter to william barr robert Mueller was like okay you know what look your memo undermined the public impression of what our investigation was all about and what our findings resulted in But God damn it, Donald Trump has been doing that for the last two years. Talking about, you know, 18 conflicted Democrats and deeply conflicted Mueller, making up stories about Mueller and the, whatever, the Bedminster Golf Club or whatever. (laughs) You know, the dues there and there's a conflict of interest there and just completely undermining the integrity of that entire thing from top to bottom so that 40% of the American public, 40%, I should say, of the American voting public Um, thinks that Robert Mueller is all of these terrible things and not a lifelong conservative Republican, not a Vietnam War veteran and hero, um, not a lifelong prosecutor who plays by the book, not a Boy Scout, but someone who is just out, a deep state conspiracy to undermine Donald Trump. You know, again, part of the onus of that is on Donald Trump. Obviously, Donald Trump's to blame for this, but at the same time, Robert Mueller has got to step up and say, this is a serious problem that we weren't yeah. able to conduct our investigation adequately because the president kept mouthing off about it on Twitter and in front of every microphone during every rally. You know, and how do you conduct an investigation that has any sort of public confidence if 40% of the voting population is like, well, you're full of shit, Robert Mueller? Mm-hmm. So why why was there nothing along the lines of the tweets? Uh, that was just one thing I would ask Robert Mueller. so uh, who is in fact going to testify uh, in the uh, House Judiciary Committee and we just we still don't know the date yet. Um, I want to take a short break because there are a couple of things that I want to get to that I don't want to have interrupted by a commercial break. I want to talk about Hillary Clinton on Rachel Maddow last night. <laughs> And this amazing China scenario that she brought up, which I thought was one of the most ingenious ways to look at the Russian invasion itself. And then I also want to talk about this really bizarre New York Times piece that came out involving Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden, and a Ukrainian energy company. I had to read this article in the New York Times. It broke uh, late last night. I think it was during Rachel's show that I had to read it several times to figure out what the fuck was going on because, first of all, the writing was very confusing. I'm finding more and more often as I try to summarize these things in a podcast format that trying to connect all the dots in an article is very difficult because so many of these reporters are great reporters and terrible writers. <laughs> this is why mm. This is why, uh, B- uh, Woodward and Bernstein teamed up because uh, Bob Woodward, great reporter at the time, not a very good writer. And so mm. Carl Bernstein had to come in and take over along those lines. So we see that a lot, but I think I have a grasp in terms of what this New York Times piece is about Ukraine and it could be some serious trouble for Joe Biden. We're gonna do that and a lot more right after, oh, these words right here.
5: You're not going out to play until you've finished all your homework. Oh, Mother Scrubber. No dessert until you've eaten your vegetables. <sighs> Mother Scrubber. Who's mommy's little oogie-woogums? Show your mama some love. Give me a kiss. Aww, oh,
0: Mother Scrubber.
5: You're not going out dressed like that, are you? Oh, Mother Scrubber. This Mother's Day, celebrate the first woman in your life, the one who taught you everything you know with a special something from Bubble Genius. Like our Mother's Scrubber gift basket loaded with mama-friendly stuff, including our cocoa butter-enhanced Yo Mama bath bar and hippie stench perfume. Or Fresh Pick Suds, a lovely collection of flower soaps for your sweet ma. How about an artsy Bath the Venus bath bar? Bubble Genius has something for the best mother scrubbing mama out there. Yours. BubbleGenius.com
4: Bob Seska
1: Jason Revoir from Cougar the Tiger T-Rex's favorite to Cougar the Tiger Song is called How to Make a Fist From the Wonder Theist Album I think that's how You pronounce it I chose some uh, Difficult to pronounce uh, Projects here today Something with the word Axolotl in it And, and this uh, from Jason Revoir From the album One I think it's Wonder Theist I think that's it I'm just That's what I'm gonna go with I'm not entirely sure But again, Jason Reboire, he's the guy from Cougar the Tiger T Rex. I know you love them.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I actually, when you mentioned battle tapes Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Do you remember? I was like, that sounds super familiar to me. Yeah. Oh, my cat just jumped up on the table. Hang on. Oh, cool. Hi, cat. Oh, she's gone. Okay. Um, But uh, my friend JJ lived in LA for a hot minute before he moved back to Georgia to have a family, and he played with them. He's a drummer.
1: Oh, with with battle tapes, really?
3: Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I was like, no wonder that sounds so familiar. JJ played with them. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. Small that's awesome.
1: World. Yeah. Very, God damn it, very small world. That's insane. But I guess the indie music uh, world is a little bit smaller than the world at large. Um, OK, so let's talk about Hillary Clinton uh, and her appearance on Rachel Maddow last night. I thought it was a great way to cap off the day. Um, disagreeing with Tom Nichols <laughs> again. Tom Nichols was like, Democrats, you had a great day. Why'd you bring on Hillary Clinton to spoil it all? It was a typical <laughs> Tom Nichols reaction. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, by the way, uh, Jody, I, I thought there for a second you were going to go.
5: Yeah, I, was, I didn't have any tab in my mouth at the time. Mm.
1: <laughs> but I, th- I thought it was outstanding. I mean, If only for this uh, bit of audio where Hillary Clinton uh, brought up a hypothetical situation in the context of discussing how William Barr and Donald Trump and the broader Republican Party have decided, hey, it's okay. It's not a crime. It's nothing wrong. Totally nothing wrong with Donald Trump asking Russia to get Hillary Clinton's emails or Donald Trump inviting more Russian interference or Donald Trump and, and members of his campaign having all of these meetings with Russians who are involved in the invasion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, I'm using the word invasion more and more often because I think it's more appropriate. Yeah, 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 because it really was. It was an invasion. It was an invasion into our democratic process. It was an invasion into our homeland. I mean, there there are Russians Mm -hmm. worming their way through Florida right now. Um, hopefully not anymore, but it's, I think, I don't think we can discount anything. I think we have to take everything very, very seriously along these Mm -hmm. lines. And so knowing that the Republicans are okay with all of this, knowing that William Barr doesn't think this is a big deal, knowing that the Republicans on the, on the Senate Judiciary Committee just were like nothing burger, not total, nothing burger. Hillary Clinton brought up this.
2: Imagine, Rachel, that you had one of the Democratic nominees for 2020 uh, on your show. Mm -hmm. And that person said, you know, the only other adversary of ours who's anywhere near as good as the Russians is China. China. So why should Russia have all the fun? And since Russia is clearly backing Republicans. Why don't we ask China to back us? I hereby tonight ask China. That's to- right. And not only that, China, if you're listening, why don't you get Trump's tax returns? Wow. I'm sure our media would richly reward you. Yep. Now, according to the Mueller report, that is not conspiracy because mm-hmm. it's done right out in the open. So, if after this hypothetical Democratic candidate says this on your show, within hours, all of a sudden the IRS offices are bombarded with incredibly sophisticated cyber tools looking for Trump's tax returns Mm -hmm. and then extracts them and then passes them to whatever the new WikiLeaks happens to be and they start being unraveled and disclosed. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to let Russia get away with what they did. And are still doing, according to Christopher Wray, the current FBI director who said that last week, they're in our election systems. We're worried about 2020, he said. So, hey, let's have a great power contest and (laughs) let's get the Chinese in on the side of somebody else. Just saying that shows how absurd the situation we find ourselves in.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She nailed it. She nailed it, one hundred percent. I mean, can you imagine the Republican reaction? Can you imagine Lindsey Graham's reaction to to that kind of information? Like the, to, like say, I don't know, Beto or suddenly stepping up in front of a microphone. China, if you're listening,
5: listening, right?
1: Can you get Donald Trump's tax returns?
5: Trump is a fucking
2: idiot.
1: I mean, <laughs> the Republicans' heads exploding.
5: And they should. That's the thing. It's like like were this on the other foot. I would still be screaming if it were Beto O'Rourke having this happen. This is yes. bad. This is against the law. This is not a good thing. And and yes, they would be screaming as they should, but they should be screaming now. And that's what's just mind boggling to me. I mean, can you yeah. imagine
1: Bernie, Bernie, Sanders, Bernie Sanders or... Oh, whoops, wait, that wasn't... <laughs> better. That was oh, the wrong better. button. That was... <laughs> It is. They're both the same button, but different panels. That's I didn't make the, the Jody noise. Isn't suddenly <laughs> that which is kind of gross. That's a better <laughs> <noise>. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. So, can you imagine if Bernie Sanders got up in front of a microphone and did that? I mean, we would yeah, be criticizing I, him. We would all say this is absurd. You can't do this. This is against the law. This is
4: yeah.
1: Th- this is everything. This is wrong on every goddamn level. And you know what? The Republicans would be standing right there with us, going, this is terrible. But to me, Mm -hmm. I think someone's got to try it. I think one of the presidential candidates should at least ingest, go ahead and do it. Like, for satirical purposes. I'd love to see Elizabeth Warren go, gosh, golly, it's time for you Chinese to step up and help me out by delivering those goddamn motherfucking tax returns. China. (laughs) China. That's right. That's my Elizabeth Warren involves uh, unnecessary Gosh, obscenities. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but you should also just throw in a random reference to breaking somebody's arm. I'm you gonna know? break
1: your goddamn kneecaps. I'm gonna put cement. <laughs> I'm gonna put cement galoshes on your feet and dump you into the goddamn East River. <laughs> Gosh, golly. <colleague. laughs> I, I I gotta tell you, I love Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris right now are tugging at my heartstrings, trying to convince me, and I I'm undecided yet. But uh, you know, uh, you know where I'm leaning at this point. Either one of them would be fine with me. I mean, again, I just go back to my ongoing uh, observation, which is that there are at least half a dozen presidents. In that Democratic field yeah. right now. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about top shelf politicians, top shelf people who could absolutely do that job. A gazillion. Well, I mean, it's in a, a low bar to clear, but a
3: gazillion times better than our current guy. Um, and you look at their backbench, their rising superstars like Matt Gates, yeah. Representative Chucklefuck. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, that guy is just his forehead is like made of stone. It's, just, yeah.
1: And don't forget the presidential possibilities of Bill Barr. You
4: you could you do you oh you want? Oh, will you send that to me? I love
1: that. <laughs> no, I can't stop listening to it. I intended this to be Bill Barr for the entire show, but it's, it's turned out to be this other this other kid.
3: Um, send the gay chicken back to Miami.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: Good idea. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so that's Hillary Clinton. That's uh, just uh, so perfect. Such a great way to illustrate how utterly mm. absurd this whole thing is, how illegal it is. And, and how we can't accept this, because what we're doing is we're bringing in other countries, other hostile foreign powers who want to undermine the United States, and we're allowing them to control our elections. That's why- well, I mean, it
5: doesn't event. matter if they're hostile or not. They're foreign.
1: Yes. And did you notice- It could be too, England
5: offering help. It could be France offering help. It could be, you know, uh, Canada offering help. None of this is
1: legal. <laughs> and
3: did, did I would notice- help from Canada.
1: What? I wish we would, too. Did you notice the one thing about uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, scenario there about China- is that she specifically referenced the Mueller report. She said uh-huh. the Mueller report is giving us a, the impression that this is okay. like you mm-hmm. can go ahead and collude this way mm-hmm. and And right. so if you she do was in the open yeah she, she wasn't just calling out the Republicans for hypocrisy True. or Trump or yeah. William Barr. she was calling out the Mueller report. And I think that's an important distinction um, Okay, so the next thing here is uh, before we wrap up the show today, uh, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump, according to the New York Times, frantically getting dirt on Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. Um, By the way, Joe Biden has a son named Hunter. Big surprise there. Breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Biden with his convertible and his sunglasses has a son named Hunter. It's uh, not surprising. If we find out that he's got a grandkid with a, the with a, like, name Trigg, I mean, I'm mean, i going to be like, ah, <laughs> no. no.
5: Not Trigg, no.
1: No, okay, so this New York Times story is a little bit confusing, so I've tried to condense it down to a simple narrative, a simple uh, TikTok on all of this. Okay, so Hunter Biden, this is during uh, uh, Joe Biden's term as vice president under Barack Obama. Hunter Biden was on the board of directors of a Ukrainian energy company, and that alone right there should raise red flags. We should all be going, oh, shit. Because that
3: so establishes- we, There are two sides in Ukraine. You know that, right? There are Ukrainians, and then there's Russia. So, you I mean- just
1: wait. Just, just you wait. Okay, because there's an
3: oligarch <laughs> coming in there. I can smell it.
1: I do understand that there are two sides. There are the good guys in Ukraine, and there are the bad guys who were ousted, but and who are in Vladimir there are the Putin's. Paul pocket.
5: Manafort Ukrainians and the non-Paul
1: Manafort Ukrainians. Yes, perfect, perfect way to put it. So try to look at this T Rex through the Donald Trump red hat prism. Um, just the basic fact that there is a connection between the Biden family and Ukraine. Just that alone. Oh, look, the Democrats are colluding. Oh, my God. I mean, that's the that's the first whether there are any additional facts around that or not. It doesn't matter.
3: extra stupid sauce to it. (laughs) Yeah, well, but this is
1: how they're going to look at it. They're going to apply the stupid sauce. Um, So Hunter was on this board of this Ukrainian energy company called Burisma Holdings. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-U-R-I-S-M-A. Burisma was under investigation by Ukraine's corrupt prosecutor general. Okay, so the Manafort side, the evil Putin side of the Ukrainian government was investigating this energy company that Hunter Biden was a a board member of. Okay, so Joe Biden, while he was vice president, lobbied the Ukraine government to fire that prosecutor, to fire the corrupt prosecutor general, or else the United States would withhold $1 billion (laughs) in in financial aid to Ukraine. The prosecutor was uh, subsequently fired by the Ukraine government, which voted him out of office. Now, Trump wants to investigate Biden by asking Barr to get materials from Ukraine about the Burisma probe. Are you following this? So I yeah, kind of I'm following am following
3: it, but I'm yeah. kind of I mean keep going. <laughs> imagine
1: again, imagine you're a Fox News viewer. Imagine you are a Republican member of the United States Senate. And you hear that Hunter Biden was a board member on a company that was being investigated and Joe Biden made that investigation go away in exchange for 1 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That alone, and, and okay, take away the Fox News part. Take away the Trump part. And immediately you go, oh shit, that's a problem. Oh.
3: I'm just imagining, though, like, I mean, it's like, you know, Ukraine's Brian Kemp, okay, yeah. is like going after this energy company because it's not sufficiently, you know, loyal to. There's, I'm just, there is a chance with this guy was an actual corrupt, bad actor and withholding aid from the, because it was, you know, I don't know. Keep oh, yeah. Going.
1: Well, this, I mean, the, the, but what you're talking about is nuance, T Rex. <laughs> and and then oh, right. we Sorry. all know that Fox News and Twitter is where nuance goes to die. And so the distinctions here that may exonerate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Um, aren't enough to overcome the oh shit, Joe Biden paid $1 billion in American taxpayer money to get uh, Hunter Biden's company off the hook uh, of an investigation in Ukraine. That's going to be the Trump framing. I bet you of all
3: anything that. that Biden can just shrug that off. Hey, well, he's a bad guy. I mean, he may you know, be. son's trying to help out, so people own company. And you know, yeah, I could just hear him. Like you know, and he was just a—he was a corrupt guy. But you again, know, like I mean, this, I'm, you know, turning into Bill Clinton here. But yeah, yeah, I understand. Well. But if, if you know Joe Biden, if anyone can break that down into Fox News viewer terms and shrug it off, it's yeah. that guy. I mean, yeah. that's the wrong kind. Of, I mean. Yeah, levelling an attack that involves nuance in a place that most of the people can't find on a map might pay off for them in the short run, but I, you know.
1: But but it's Russia, and then they can wrap this into the context of, uh, it's really the Democrats that are colluding. I mean, listen to this passage from the New York Times piece about all of this. Uh, This is deep into the article itself, I would say about uh, two-thirds of the way through. Mr. Giuliani has discussed the Burisma investigation and its intersection with the Bidens, with the ousted Ukrainian prosecutor general and the current prosecutor he met with the current this is Rudy Giuliani in recent times met with the current prosecutor multiple times in New York this year in 2019 the current prosecutor general later told associates that during one of the meetings Mr. Giuliani called Trump called the president of the United <laughs> States excitedly to brief him on the findings, according to the people familiar with the conversations. Mr. Giuliani declined to comment on any such phone call with Mr. Trump, of course, to the New York Times, but acknowledged that he had discussed the matter with the president on multiple occasions. Mr. Trump, in turn, recently suggested that he would like Attorney General William P. Barr to look into materials gathered by the Ukrainian prosecutors. Echoing repeated calls from Mr. Giuliani for the Justice Department to investigate the Biden's Ukrainian work and other connections between Ukraine and the United States. Mr. Giuliani said he's uh, said he got involved because he was seeking to counter the Mueller investigation with evidence that Democrats conspired with sympathetic Ukrainians to help initiate uh, what became the special counsel's inquiry. Of course, he's referring to there the uh, Steele dossier, right? What
3: What is Hunter Biden president of?
1: Hunter Biden sits on the board of this energy company that was being investigated. That's what I'm by- saying, though. I mean, if yeah, you he say the Democrats
3: board, I mean- are evil and bad and do all, you know, it's like he's not actually like a Democrat. I mean, he's just a guy that happens to have a Democratic dad.
1: But his Democratic dad got the, the, the prosecutor who was investigating the company fired in exchange for one billion dollars. I mean, you see how the, the Trump is going to frame this. This yeah. is going to be a colossal disaster for Joe Biden.
3: I mean it- <laughs> he doesn't need to be our next president or the nominee. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I see I see the story here and I see where it's going and yeah, this the wave of stupid will crash over us and make us all Immeasurably dumber. Yeah. over a twenty-day period. But well, this is also why <sighs>
1: you know, as Brian Butler pointed out on Twitter yesterday, this is also why uh, Bill Barr got all tongue-tied when Kamala Harris put him on the right. spot about politically motivated investigations. That's why Bill Barr went like this. You, right. you
4: could do so. You, you, <laughs> you do. You could. You, you want. You want him. To-
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I sorry, got to laugh in the middle of this goddamn story because the more I reread this, the more I go through these details, the more I'm convinced it's going to be a fucking nightmare for uh, for the Democrats. If if especially if Maybe. Joe Biden's the guy, so we need to be very I don't know. careful. I
3: think that the, the things that they will actually get mad about are going to be mm-hmm. astonishing in how stupid and mundane they are. Yeah. Uh, and when we look at them, you know, well, there's going to be like a right by stuff like this. It's got like, hey, make me a scandal all over it and like seize on what somebody had on their cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just that's that's how horrible they are. And just what well,
1: we I mean, we know what Joe Biden's motivation was. Joe Biden was ordered by President Obama to go to Ukraine and try to help get these guys ousted to say, you got to get rid of these uh, Yanukovych loyalists, these Putin loyalists, because they're corrupting Ukraine. They're allowing a, a Russian takeover of Ukraine. And they've got to go. They've already got Crimea. Uh, they've already sent troops in clandestinely, or obviously, as the case may be. Uh, and Yanukovych, we got him out, but now we got to get out the rest of these crooks. And so, that, I mean, that was the obvious. That was the natural and 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 on the level explanation of what was going on there. But the way it's going to be framed by Trump is going to look really make it look really crooked. The Democrats are colluding. It's going to be Democrat collusion in Ukraine. Um, you know, maybe. for $1 I, billion. It's in-
3: for him to grasp. I mean, yeah. like I said, the things that he will actually hurl at people and the actual plan, the actual attacks that come out of the Republican party and the, the Trump in the next 18 months or so are just going to be appallingly stupid, mundane and unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I
1: mean, that's, we should all be prepared for that. I mean, what's your reaction to this, Jody? What do you think of this? Uh, is, is there a wiggle room to be talked down off of this?
5: Yeah. I what, what I find, it, because of how Hollywood. Trump is, no, there we go, let's just talk about famous people. Um, so. Jody when, knows
3: everyone in Hollywood.
5: I do. There we go. Wood. know everybody. Jody knows everyone They're all on in speed Hollywood. dial. I have Farley Granger's phone <laughs> number. How's about that? chance
3: encounters um, at soda counters. I'm sorry.
5: I do. I'm I have Farley Granger's
3: phone number, even though he's dead.
5: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on the back of a picture of my grandfather. Oh, by the but way, when we,
1: when we get into the post mortem show, you got to hear about your mom's birthday, which was just an okay. amazing confluence of celebrities. It was just incredible. It was crazy.
5: So, yeah. It was, yeah, head exploding kind of weird. Yes. But so with this, Trump keeps saying it's Obama's fault. That Russia interfered in the election, which suggests that he does know that Russia interfered in the election that got him elected, even though he denies that that happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. He thinks it's a hoax, but Obama didn't do anything to stop the hoax.
5: Right. (laughs) That's...
1: So (sighs) that's how he thinks
5: about something that we know for sure was bad and happened. So I don't know. His people will most likely glom onto this as much as they can and see Mm. if it flies. We'll see what the press does with it because the mainstream press loves Joe. And I don't think they're going to bury him as much as as if this were a Bernie Sanders issue or an Elizabeth Warren issue or a Julian Castro or somebody else. They like Joe.
3: Yeah. And there's also already the idea that anybody Trump knows in Ukraine is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like in terms of mana force connections over there. I mean, it's it's easy for people to believe that this, you know, prosecutor that was going after the energy company was a genuinely bad person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, yeah, maybe I mean, you know, this may be the next, you know, uranium one. Yeah. Uh, who knows?
1: Right. Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it all uh, plays out. But I, I don't see anything good coming of this. This is going to be uh, a lot of. Uh, a lot of spin control is going to have to have to happen here. Yeah. I know we're not going to hear a lot about it. Obviously, the the good guys in the uh, in the press are going to debunk it as being what it was, which was uh, you know foreign policy on the Obama administration's behalf. But at the same time, Fox News, a all of AM talk radio, all of uh, Red Hat Internet, Red Hat Twitter, it's going to be top to bottom this. And you better believe that Russian AI bots are going to be pushing this story too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just bad bad and so I'm not again this isn't necessarily like oh shit we got a uh, Biden's toxic now we got to keep our hands off him um, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm just saying again, be cautious with this guy. There are other things too that could be uh, disastrous for Joe Biden. So
3: I think he's the weakest candidate in the race beyond name recognition. Yes, I mean, thank he's you. The front runner yes. now. Yes, but like once we get into the debates and we start talking policy and we start talking Anita Hill and bankruptcy and all these other things, I mean, you think Hillary had baggage? Biden's got a whole subway platform okay. of bags. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like hey, Yeah. He's got it a just, lot of
5: explaining
3: to do. Lots of yeah. explaining, and to I just—I think that like, and once we get into the debates, and it's going to require people to be like quick and you know mentally nimble on their feet. And um, I just—I think that Biden is a creature of another era. Yeah. Um, yes. Of you know the the smoke-filled back rooms of the old white guy days, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. can't see beyond it. Is the problem? He yeah. thinks he's being, you know, really super magnanimous. You know, but it's. I, th- uh, yeah, I yeah. know,
1: I know, I know exactly what you're saying. It's just it's like people it's name wa-
3: recognition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just, the same reason every oh, go ahead.
1: Well, they're taking that name recognition and, and, and using that as a springboard and not realizing that they're diving into an empty pool. Uh, you know, you're, you're diving into a, a candidate who is is just a series of of gaffes and bad decisions in his past. Um, you know, I mean, the good, good lord, the plagiarism, Anita Hill. You run the gamut. Uh, the bankruptcy yeah. bill,
3: and that's all going to shake out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why we have primaries, right? Exactly. Right. So we'll see how. I think Kamala Harris got rid of the New York Times last night and fixed herself another mint julep or something. <laughs> 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 um. Well, but she was great yesterday, and
1: I imagine her US. poll numbers are going to go up. Elizabeth Warren yeah. has popped to number two in the most good. recent poll. Which is great news. I, I, mm-hmm. I you know, again, this, this is all musical. This is all musical uh, chairs, isn't it? I mean, it's just Yeah. everyone's gonna have their month in the sun here, and it's just gonna end up who's gonna end up having the month in the sun when the uh, when the final votes come down in the primaries. So that's Who the big can question. Say? Yeah. yeah, lots more to talk about coming up on the uh, postmortem show on our Patreon page, BobSeskaShow.com. As soon as this music stops playing, we keep on talking because we can't stop talking. All we do is talk. <laughs>
3: very we got so much caffeine. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we just, we sometimes we just say gibberish like this.
4: You could, you do, you All
1: right. I have thoroughly abused that button today. I Sorry. love that guy. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, so we're going to talk about, uh, oh, let's see here. We got some pole gasm stuff. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the lawsuit, moving forward with that lawsuit about emoluments, uh, plus. The National Prayer Breakfast was this morning, and Trump took credit for another really, really stupid thing today. We'll talk about that, too. It's all coming up on our post-mortem show, com. All you got to do is sign up for $5 a month to support this show, support our completely independent podcast. And in exchange for that, you get extra content on Tuesdays and Thursdays called the Post Show. Sign up at $10 a month, you get all that stuff, plus the Friday After Party, the big, uh, uh, anything goes after party with me and Kimberly Johnson sex drugs rock and roll politics and everything in between music in there too and just uh, there's some porn uh, I'll just say it point blank what, <laughs> it? last week we,
3: last week we talked about porn myths that were well, so you can uh, find Jody Hamilton at from <laughs> dash the dash punker.com that's right the sexy liberal podcast network and the Stephanie Miller show and yeah. T-Rex, T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> you can find <laughs> me at patreon.com slash the T-Rex reports
1: I don't know why you don't like it when I talk about porn T Rex. I don't understand. <laughs> Seems like just, you I'm just, you
3: know, nudging you back on topic. <sighs> yes, I hit
1: porn and I'm just like
3: porn.
1: Nudging <laughs> you
3: back on topic with my tiny T Rex four limbs. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. All right, that's the show. We'll see you on the after party tomorrow. If not, the post
1: mortem show coming up next. Take care, folks. Bye bye. <gasps>
4: I'm Tom Bosley.